Welcome to Route 66, a podcast taking you on a theological journey. The goal of this podcast is to provide you with five to seven minutes of spiritual nourishment from one of the 66 books of the Bible, or from the robust heritage of Reformed theology. I am your host, Pastor Anthony Savaggio of the Rochester Christian Reformed Church, located in Penfield, New York, and I am pleased that you have chosen to join me on this journey down Route 66. Today's episode represents the conclusion of our voyage through the first question and answer of the Heidelberg Catechism. Stay tuned after the main devotional today to hear where we'll be headed next on our journey down Route 66. Our focus today, however, is on the last clause of the answer, and after a string of indicatives, declarations of what God has done for us through Jesus Christ, we finally come to our response. Before we investigate the grand imperative to us from the answer, let's listen one final time to the first question and answer of the Heidelberg Catechism. Question number one. What is your only comfort in life and in death? Answer. That I am not my own, but belong body and soul, in life and in death, to my faithful Savior, Jesus Christ. He has fully paid for all my sins with his precious blood and has set me free from the tyranny of the devil. He also watches over me in such a way that not a hair can fall from my head without the will of my Father in heaven. In fact, all things must work together for my salvation. Because I belong to him, Christ, by his Holy Spirit, assures me of eternal life and makes me wholeheartedly willing and ready from now on, to live for Him. Today we are focused on these words, quote, and makes me wholeheartedly willing and ready from now on to live for Him, end quote. In a prior episode, I mentioned that one of the structural frameworks present in the Heidelberg Catechism is the pattern of guilt, grace, and gratitude. Well, that pattern is not only in the structure of the entire catechism, but we find it present here in the first question and answer. Earlier in the answer, we learn that Jesus Christ has fully paid for all our sins. Here we see both our guilt, manifested in the phrase, my sins, and God's grace, manifested in Christ, paying our debt in full. Now, as we come to the end of the answer, we find how we express our gratitude to Christ for all he has done for us. Quote, and makes me wholeheartedly willing and ready from now on to live for him. End quote. Let's parse that phrase a bit. First, consider the word wholeheartedly. God is not really interested in a part of your heart or a part of your life. He wants the entirety of your heart and the entirety of your life. Doesn't he deserve it? The scriptures often condemn the half-hearted and dual-minded. The expectation here is not that we will be perfect, or never experience doubt, but rather that we will be devoted to God in our hearts. Think of King David. He messed up miserably, but God described him as a man after God's own heart. That's because if you looked at the totality of David's life, 
what you see is David's relentless longing to love and serve God. So I ask you today, are you willing to give your heart to God, all of your heart? How do you know if you have? Well, you know. Deep down, you know. There are tests, of course, and one major test is given by Jesus, Matthew 6.21, for where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. All you need to do is find out where your treasure is, and you will know where your heart is. The other two words used here are willing and ready. These words reinforce the wholehearted commitment God expects from us. The words willing and ready both express a predisposition. One can imagine a runner taking position before the race, waiting for the signal to run. That's the image here. We should be in a state of readiness to live our lives for Him, to heed His call to do His will. Are you ready and willing to live for Him? The 18th century Dutch Reformed theologian Theodorus van der Groh describes the nature of the gratitude the Catechism is calling us to in his book, The Christian's Only Comfort. Hear now his words. Quote, this gratitude is nothing less than the life of sanctification, a spiritual living unto God by the Lord's redeemed, whereby they, in Christ, are inwardly transformed into his image and renewed by the Holy Spirit. Consequently, they surrender themselves with soul and body to the Lord, offering themselves as a holy sacrifice of praise to Him in order to live entirely and exclusively to and for the Lord. End quote. There is just one scripture proof text for this clause, and it's rather short. It comes from Romans 8, verse 14. Hear now the word of the Lord. For those who are led by the Spirit of God are the children of God. You might think that that text is an odd choice to support the idea of us living in gratitude to God, but if you reflect upon it, you will see its suitability. Christ's work, the Spirit's work, and the Father's love all come together to make us children of God. Children should honor their parents, express gratitude for what they have been provided. You are the children of God, so express your gratitude to Him by being willing, by being ready, and by wholeheartedly living your life for Him. Grace and peace to you. Amen. So where's our next stop on Route 66? We finished the first question and answer of the Heidelberg Catechism, so where do we go from here? Well, I have decided to explore one of the main topics covered by the Heidelberg Catechism, the Lord's Prayer. While I may make reference to what the Heidelberg Catechism teaches on the various segments of the Lord's Prayer, these are covered, by the way, in questions 116 through 129 of the Catechism, we will not be following it slavishly. Our main focus will be on the text and teaching of Matthew 6, verses 9 through 13. It is my hope that the prayer the Lord gave us will minister to your hearts and to your minds. concludes today's episode. I hope you have found encouragement in God's Word and in the words of the Heidelberg Catechism. 
Remember the words of the prophet Isaiah who reminds us, the grass withers, the flower fades, but the word of our God will stand forever. If you would like more information about Rochester Christian Reformed Church, or if you would like to listen to my online sermon library, please go to rochestercrc.org. Thank you.